Well, good evening and welcome to yet another 60 minutes of technology-relevant conversation on your radio. This is City Trends, your number one technology conversation on Ghana Radio. My name is Philippa Sean and City Trends is sponsored by Haptel, helping you collect payments easily and NIIT bringing people and computers together successfully. Now, if you're in charge of any social organization whatsoever, a group or a club or, you know, you know, those groupings where, you know, people typically come together to, you know, feather a much worthy cause. It sometimes gets very, very difficult when, um, you know, you're trying to get all these monies together. And it's very, very frustrating sometimes just trying to get everybody to bring in their payments and trying to collect all these payments. Well, sometimes you, all you need is just one simple solution to solve all your problems. And that is what Haptel is trying to give you. Haptel is giving you one short code to accept all mobile money payments into one account. So if you're ready to leave behind all the stress of managing such payments, sign up at haptel.com today with a referral code CITIFM or dial star 713 hash. So it's very, very simple. Just sign up at haptel.com with the referral code CITIFM, or you can dial star 713 hash. Your short code will be ready for use in less than an hour. And that's a promise from Haptel. Haptel, helping you collect payments easily. On the show today, we finally dive into the conversation about building and sustaining communities online for offline impact with Gameli Ajawa. As you know, last week, we couldn't, we couldn't bring you that conversation, unfortunately, due to technical challenges. But today, we are going to have that conversation with Gameli. And Gameli is a Facebook community leadership circles Accra head or lead and he will be um, joining us for that conversation. And um, there's lots more as well to come on the show. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Well, let's get the conversation rolling then. And um, we have quite a number of things coming up on the show today. But then the first thing we're going to start off with is the how-to segment. Now, I'm sure you've heard about two-factor authentication in various circles. Well, today, Jeffrey is going to walk us through how you can enable um, two-factor authentication in Gmail. So, Jeffrey, take it away. Welcome to the how-to segment on City Trends. Tonight, we learn about how you can enable the two-factor authentication for your Google account. This feature is important to you because it adds another layer of security to your account. When you have this feature, you will get a notification whenever there is a login into your account. 
The first thing to do when setting up this feature is to visit myaccount.google.com. On the left navigation panel, click security and select two-step verification on the signing into Google panel. Then select the get started option. Follow the steps and choose which option to use for this. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. conversations on social media or on various new media platforms and we sometimes get the sense that people are beginning to form societies and communities online where sometimes they are their persona or the person that they portray on social media um, is very different from the person that they portray in real life. So sometimes you're chatting with someone on, on social media, on Facebook, and you meet them in real life and you are sometimes a little shocked because the person you're chatting with probably does not look like what you expected to see. Maybe you might have seen their picture and their profile picture or something. But then people are slowly forming communities, you know, whether for positive or for negative on, on social media platforms. And it has a very interesting impact on real life as well and um it's it's a phenomenon that's growing or been growing for quite a while and it's something that i want to touch on on the show today and um, with a very good friend of mine um gamelia jaho is the lead global um lead for global lab network and also um, for facebook clc Accra. very very interesting one there facebook clc Accra. i guess we'll just start off the conversation with gameli by asking what exactly this facebook clc um Accra is is all about gameli welcome to the show and facebook clc what was that about all right um thank you very much philip um so clc i guess um is what um uh, listeners might be interested um, to know it's an acronym which stands for community leadership circles okay. so facebook community leadership circles is um is one of the programs of uh, facebook where cities all over the world have been selected um to um participate in the program so Accra is like one of the cities that has been selected for this program and what the program is about is to engage all the community leaders in uh, various cities mm. um, to form clusters so we call them circles um, this um, enables these community leaders to exchange ideas to connect with each other and also learn the best practices as far as managing online communities are concerned that's interesting i mean it it it, it then su suggests that there's a lot of thinking that has gone um, into this whole phenomenon of online communities and how they function and the dynamics and things like that from where you stand especially with the global lab network which you you have been engaged with for so many years and now with clc what would you say is the 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 current feeling of flow or, or situation with 
people forming these communities online? Okay, I, I think that um, communities have always been part of human mm. um, societies. You know, you know that um, in Accra, for example, there are all kinds of um, clubs and societies yeah. um, formed around various reasons. People mm. form football clubs, for example, is a community. People are engaged in things like Rotary. Mm. You know, these are um, basically communities to um, impact society. I mean, in Keta, where I come from, mm. there are all kinds of uh, communities that uh, people uh, belong to. I think one, one, one really popular one is called Agbeme Union. There's okay. a certain commonality um, among the various members who come together to um, for whatever purpose that they've they set up this community. So it's the same thing online as well. When um, the internet started, and along the line, social media uh, came onto the scene. And when social media came onto the scene, it was seen as um, an escape. For some people, it was seen as an escape um, environment where they can live some other reality of, um, of, of life, um, so to speak. And it was also seen to be um, a space where people can um, air their views, share their opinions without any um, filtering. So it was kind of like, this is the space, particularly for young people, to be able to express their voice or to, to share whatever they have with the world. But now, social media has gone mainstream. And uh, I think that with social media going mainstream and more and more, more, and more people coming online, and social media also moving from just something that people do with their free time or something that people do to kind of like assert their voice. It has moved from there to something that more or less mimics what, what some people will call the real life. Mm. What I'm trying to say is that the gap between this uh, virtual world and the real world keeps um, reducing. Mm. And so it's more or less more of a reflection of the real world in which we live. Mm. And so, for example, on platforms like Facebook, people put pictures, people put the experiences that they have on a day-to-day -day basis, people put their philosophies or what they stand for. Mm. Um, and, you know, the timeline has dominated um, what um, uh, that uh, medium of information sharing. But then, over the years, there's been issues of, for example, focus, you know, as information flows onto the timeline. I mean, people are experiencing information overload, information yeah. fatigue. Yeah. Um, also, at the same time, um, there's also this issue of privacy, you know, because at first you'd probably just add people who are your family and friends on your Facebook, yeah. but these days, I mean, oh uh, just about everybody is part of your um, circle. your circles on uh, on social media. So I, th I think that that has precipitated uh, the formation of communities where people um, want to... Um, it's more or less like the whole social media is like the town. The platform is like a town. But then the communities are like basically like special rooms mm. Uh, mm. within these mm. towns that people who have certain peculiar interests can then engage in, 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 a, in a very um, sustained manner. So, for example, you mentioned Global Lab, which is a, a Facebook staff as a Facebook group. I created um, many years ago as a teacher. I was interested in getting young people who are interested in science together. Um, so, I mean, if I'm writing about all this uh, latest um, tech or some scientific news or sharing some opportunity, not everybody on my timeline will be interested. In fact, that could even be lost easily without the right people finding that information. So a platform like Global Lab will be like the right space. And so people are reorganizing themselves online mm. in these communities. Do you, do you find it peculiar and interesting that um, people often portray different sides of themselves 
on on social media you know you you talk to someone on social media or you see their profile i stand for this or they have you know these things that they do on social media yet when you meet them in real life they you almost find that they are at variance with what they represent <laughs> online i don't know if that phenomenon has interested you and what's your thoughts about that yeah it's something i find interesting but um the thing is that i mean remember that one of the things that the internet did especially at its early stages was to give the people the opportunity for um, some level of anonymity um, it was highly decentralized and so mm -hmm. privacy was one of the main elements and so that gave people yeah, the opportunity to kind of almost create different uh, personas and represent them um, but like I said there seems to be a more conflation between online and offline um, these days um, rather than uh, people um, having distinct personalities but it's even it's, it's really interesting because remember when we were in school um, how you behave in school was mm. not exactly the same way you behave at home, right? Because the environment in the school is different from the environment at home. People tend to adapt um, depending on where they find themselves. Mm. But of course, the internet comes with these unique characteristics. And so certain people tend to, um, how do you call it, um, tend to behave in a certain way um, online, mm. obviously because of the different human personality. Some people are, some people are not very good um, engaging um, in real life with other people but then they are able to have certain confidence and because of that gap yeah. um, they are able to behave differently um, on the internet so th yeah I find it quite um, curious and um, I can just imagine that with this new advent of more communities and all of that maybe it might even be interesting also seeing how people behave differently in different online communities. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Well, listeners, you are still tuning in to City Trends. We are having a conversation with Gameli, um, who is uh, the lead for Global Lab Network and also uh, the lead for um, Facebook CLC or Community Leadership Circles in Accra. And we are trying to understand the whole concept of communities um, on social media, on, on the internet, and how they impact the real life and it's this impact that i just want to extend um the conversation to now we've had occasions in, in the past where and not just in ghana people have rallied different people on social media to sign petitions and things like that but then when we want a reflection of that in real life we we don't get it it almost seems that people Especially, and, 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 and my main point has to do with advocacy work, when people want to go out there, want to let their voices heard, whether on a political platform or on a social issue or things like that. We tend to have more and more people believing in the cause, signing up online, but then when you want a real-life manifestation of that frustration that they've shared on, on, on online, you don't typically get it. And I'm just wondering how a people who have been very vocal online tend to shy away from representing their voice when 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 they get off on um, when they get um offline i'm um, well first of all i think that um um it's like you know civic um, courses are really very difficult courses mm. i mean take away the fact that people some people may use the internet as a platform to push it um because for the most part, you have a certain position or you want to bring about a certain change which doesn't exist currently in the world in which you are living. Chances are that not many people will agree with the new position that you are advancing. Yeah. yeah. So it takes um, time. Mm. And so, I mean, the fact that we use online tools to 
uh, people will use online tools to organize or mobilize does not necessarily and of course the fact that you have numbers um, um supporting some of these courses does not necessarily mean that uh, you know immediately within a certain short time the change you want to see is going to come it's 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 going to take it's going to take a similar course as if you are not using online tools the advantage we have with online tools is that you have the opportunity to reach a lot more people and you have a, the opportunity to also give out a lot more information that can potentially um, um, uh, reach more people and at the same time also at least quicken the early stage. You know, um, there is a certain path um, or a certain um, there are certain steps that um, that that one follows when we are talking about creating a certain change. The first part is. Um, moving from a, a stage where you are unaware to become what aware, then um, that's one thing the internet does very well, which is um, create an opportunity where um, people are given lots of information. So it helps to, you know, create that awareness. Um, what organizes people interested in using the internet um, um, to um, cause social change should be aware of then is that you need to move beyond just sharing information with people to come up with strategies that would allow people to also test. So you move from um, getting the knowledge to giving it a try. And it's when um, 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 that action takes place that people then get excited and then they want to remain with the course. I think that one of the barriers that prevents um, this transition from um, online mobilization to real-world impact. One of, the bar uh, one of the challenges is because maybe the cost, um, the cost to action or whatever, it, the barrier is too high. Uh, what I mean simply is that maybe what you're asking the people to do, which is go on the street and demonstrate, maybe it's too risky for them. Um, or maybe they don't even have the resources to, uh, to, 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 to come there, or they don't have the time because people are really busy. So I think that to move from online to offline, um, organizers must at least try to get the bar barrier to be what a little bit what lower. That is what we encourage people to participate. Then when they come into your your program or the activity that you are initiating, and then they have a feel of it, then they are then they will be convinced about what is going on. And then they would be more active. Uh, they will move on from people who have tried it to people who are really interested who will come back again. Because even moving from trying something to retention, it's also another stage of the change cycle. Before those people become evangelists to even go ahead to try to recruit other people to come. So it's a whole cycle. Uh, the fact that we are using the internet does not necessarily change the whole cycle. What it does is that it gives us opportunity to reach more people to... Um, kind of like um, to reach more people to uh, get a message so that awareness spreads faster. And then it also provides opportunity for organization and mobilization. Um, I just w also want to address another part of the question, which is that if you're a politician, mm. um, um, who would you listen? Would you be more scared of the poor go on the street? Or actually, you should, you should listen to uh, both sides. Um, you should listen to both sides because remember, there's a certain demography of people who are in online communities, and there's a certain demography of people who are offline. So um, there is some overlap, but at the same time, chances are that if you focus too much on one side, 
you are going to miss out on what the other side. But then the thing is that don't don't forget that in Ghana, internet pen, uh, penetration currently is at around 30, 35%, 35% of the population max. And people who use social media are a little um, bit about half of that. So we have about 10 million internet users and social media users are definitely about 5.2 million thereabout. And so um, this constituency is a significant one. And, and as internet penetration continues to increase, more people have access to online. Social media will continue to become a very important part of both civic participation, business, and whatever that is going on. And so it's always important um, as a matter of strategic development, both here and looking into the future to definitely consider the, the online audience and the impact of online. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, while, while we're on the, on the case, so um, we have all these, you know, you log on, you have all these groups on the side of Facebook or, or you know, what are the characteristics of a community? if you can give us a sense so if i'm approaching a community i'll know exactly or if i'm if if i see one i know what to call a community what are some of the characteristics that set a community apart you know? um yeah it's a very interesting question i wish i was here with one or two of our members okay uh, because i mean different communities have different characteristics and um it will be interesting to see what other people think, you know, to create that balanced uh, view of, of, of what it is. But I think for communities, the, the most important thing is that what is the, the vision or what is the purpose of that community? Because that is what usually brings people together. And, and so like the, the, rallying point. the rallying point for that community is, um, is usually uh, crucial. For different communities, there are different um, um, rallying points, as you put it. But then every community or every proper community has one. There's something that um, will click somebody to be like, I want to join, you know. But there are other things that we look out for. For example, that sense of connection. So we are building a community for, in Facebook CLC, we are building a community for people who are community leaders or people who... Um, run Facebook groups, for example. How before the CLC, there, there was probably no um, yeah, way of connecting with the different community leads. And so leads of uh, various communities often see themselves to be isolated. You'll be surprised. Like, I mean, I happen to have participated in the, um, a global meeting with various community leaders from around the world. And the guy from London was like, look, before this program, I mean, when I talk to people about what I do as a community leader, they look at me strangely. Yeah. But once I began to network with colleagues from um, different parts of, of, of London and, and they were joining a group, I, I, I just felt at home. And um, it, it began to make sense why a program like that is important. Uh, somebody may be interested in a particular type of bird species and then they don't have anybody to talk to or to connect with. And then you go on Facebook and, ooh, there's a whole group about ornithology and all kinds of things, yeah. and you're like, "Wow!" It actually, does it? So yeah, so that's that's that that connection is um, very important. Mm. The other thing about most communities also is that support support system. Um, different communities do it differently. So, for example, among the community leads, um, when people want to. Um, people have like certain challenges. For example, somebody is posting spam in my group. How do I react to it? Or um, um, I want to organize an event, but I, I, I'm not really experienced in organizing events yet. 
how do I go about it? Those types of questions. Um, you see, the communities, the community enables um, um, exchange of ideas. So that creates the platform for you to be supported to do something that uh, previously you might not have been able to do or you might not know how to handle, for example. Um, um, yeah, I mentioned a little bit our knowledge exchange. You know, but some communities also create the opportunity for people to learn from each other. So, for example, like Global Lab, it's all about science and technology. It's a, it's, it's a great a platform for you to kind of like learn different things, um, not necessarily in your own field, some also in your own field. Um, I think that, I mean, those are some of the, um, the, the core elements, uh, which is um, having the purpose of the community, being connected to each other, providing support. These are some of the... Um, some of what I would consider to be crucial elements of uh, communities. So, so now talk to us about the community leadership circles um, being put together, or have, that has been put together by Facebook, for which you you are the Accra lead. Walk us through what exactly that is about and how it ties in with building stronger communities online, which can have an offline sort of impact as well. Okay, so for the community leadership circles, um, yeah, it's a it's a program put together by Facebook, as I mentioned earlier. Um, that's a way of connecting group admins in particular and other community leaders um, together. And um, this is because um, Facebook also recognizes the importance of um, communities, the work that community leaders are doing. And um, at the same time, they also value um, the fact that, um, you know, um, communities basically are the f- is the future for um, social media in a way so um, um, so that's that must be supported to enable people to use the platforms yeah but that said the community leadership circles is really um, a program for the people who are the community leaders themselves uh, not driven by Facebook we, we determine uh, the content of uh, what we want to put together in terms of programs um, because uh, it's really crucial for their community leaders to um, kind of like engage in activities that would be deemed to be uh, beneficial to them and and therefore they will be able to achieve their own um, objectives. So um, there are two main components um, to this program. Uh, Basically, we have an online component and then there is an offline component. So the online component um, basically consists of a Facebook group. So as much as we have these people running their own Facebook groups, for example, around Global Lab, mm. uh, we have other people running other Facebook groups. For example, my friend Atto Ozanapia runs the um, Backcamp Ghana Facebook group. Mm. Um, there's somebody running a Facebook group for mothers, Tell It Moms, and other, other kinds of uh, groups. Mm. So... Um, we now have another group, basically like a group of groups, <laughs> okay. where um, we we basically exchange um, 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 knowledge. Yeah. So usually somebody will post a question asking um, some, something simple, like for example, would you rather have a closed group or an open group? So for example, a question like that. Um, so people would then explain that. Oh, um, I want it to be exclusive and my members to feel like you know, they were truly selected to be part of this wonderful yeah. group. That's why I keep it closed. 
um, it's not secret because um, I still want people to, to discover it in case they want to join. Somebody say, oh, I want it to be open. I'm just putting out the information. Anybody who wants it can have it. But, you know, people also have secret groups mainly because of privacy issues or maybe safety issues or security issues. Yeah, uh, people have all kinds of genuine reasons. So we, we have some of these um, interactions in our group. Um, we also have opportunity for people to share good practices, okay. you know. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I also happen, because I'm the lead, I also happen to be part of the global CLC community. And um, people share good practices. You know, there are people who have groups that have, like, millions of members. Mm -hmm. They are, like, big, big operations. They have big annual conferences and things. So, examples from these communities are often also shared with our people to, for them to be able to see the level at which people are playing um, internationally or, or globally. Um, so those are some of the uh, support that we offer online. Now the offline component. The offline component um, enables us to, um, to, to take our interactions um, uh, like in, in, in person. Um, and this is really important. Remember in answer to your question as to whether uh, people should pay attention to online and offline, I actually told you both. Yeah. Because the thing is that right now the, the virtual and the and the, what some people will consider to be the real or the physical reinforce each other. So offline, there is an opportunity for us to do meetups. So the meetups enable us to network, get to know each other, um, talk about communities, support each other offline, usually over food and drink. So it's... it's, 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 it's that part it's, is really... <laughs> it's a really... <laughs> yeah, Philip, you should come. <laughs> you should come. It's a really fun um, encounter. And currently... Um, 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 so somebody proposed that we should have a games night, so we are, we are going to see if we can do some games. Yeah, definitely. You are welcome to come. Um, um, I'll be more than glad to be there. Apart from that, also, we have workshops. So people are interested um, to learn all kinds of things um, with respect to how to build and strengthen communities. But then, Philip, it's not just about um, uh, like the Facebook platform. It's also about how do you manage your community. Sure. Um, um, yeah, beyond just um, Facebook. But at the same time, it's also about leadership. Sure. So we are putting together a series of topics where we will have um, speakers. So currently, uh, recently, we had a workshop on design thinking in community building. You know, the buzz about design thinking. Mm -hmm. Very useful for all kinds of industries, all kinds of endeavors. And we figured that why not also apply to building communities? So we had Maximus Ametogo who came to um, take us through that and our members found it useful. Mm. Some of the topics people are interested in, how do you manage conflict within your communities? Um, people are interested in how do you sustain engagement within your communities? People are interested in how do you increase membership for your community? The pertinent people, questions. People yeah. are interested. Yeah. Another thing people are interested in, let me just add this quickly, yeah. is for example, uh, you know, as a leader, how do you then assume that leadership role and allow other people to, you know, to, to also play and function within. So there are all kinds of interesting things that uh, it's a whole program. Group so that would be interesting for, for people. Yeah. This is the sort of place you should be. Yes, everything that um, you do, or if you really want to cause um, change and impact, leadership is a crucial part of it. The internet is, um, is a big, 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 big uh, platform for um, kind of like evolving um, communities and business and, and what's not that people are doing 
and so the running a community uh, running this community approach it's also um uh, it could be a crucial element to your success uh, the clc and other community leaders like myself are available to support anybody who is interested in this type of um, activity and outdoors are always welcome Brilliant. Well, that will be all for today's conversation. Um, if you want to get in touch, like he said, you know, just check them out on Facebook. Um, you can find them. Just make sure you look for CLC Accra. Facebook Community Leadership Facebook, Circles Accra. Facebook Community Leadership Circles. Circles Accra. Make sure you have the Accra at the end. That is how you would you'll be able to find it. It's really, really a pleasure having you, um, Gamali. So the conversation continues. Please look out for that Facebook page um, and, and check it out. If you have some questions, post it there. Join the group. Be a part of the conversations. Attend the events. And you will be building a much better community around you and for yourself. Yes, indeed. That was the conversation with Gameli Ajaho there talking about um, um, creating and sustaining uh, meaningful communities online, which can have impact offline as well. I do hope you picked up a thing or two from that conversation. The conversation continues as well on the show. You can reach us on our WhatsApp number 054-998-6996, or you can get in touch with us using the hashtag city trends you can send us your messages on twitter you know on facebook and you know whichever platforms you feel comfortable with your questions and your messages are welcome now let's jump straight into the 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 app segment of the show something really wonderful is going to be happening with the app segment really soon but we'll keep wraps on it for now but then the app segment of the show is up next with jeffrey Rikusapo. and today we're looking at a very interesting mobile application so jeffrey what do you have for us today um, so, good evening, first of all. So, uh, tonight we have one app for you guys. It's basically for those of you who want to um, get event organizers, get your event organizer and that kind of thing, that, those kind of service providers. So, let's listen to how it goes and know how you can use this wait, app. Wait, hold on. So, first of all, what is the, the app called? Quickspace. Quickspace. By the SnowQU. Okay, so let's let's hear what the app is about, uh-huh. and then we'll, we'll see how to spell it afterward. Hi, my name is Eloma Pusa, and I'm a co-founder of QuickSpace. QuickSpace is a web app my team and I built to enable people to easily find and book event venues here in Accra. QuickSpace also enables people to find and book event professionals to help them in planning and organizing their events swiftly. QuickSpace is spelled. Q W I Q S P A C E. With QuickSpace, we have reduced the process that could take you hours to days to weeks, even months to a seamless five minute process. Which means that the next time you are planning an event and you're unsure of where to host your guests, all you have to do is to log on to our website at www.quickspace.com where you get to choose from a wide range of venue options available. You get to book your preferred venue based on things like the price, the location, and even the facilities available. Kindly go and like and follow our pages on social media as well, on Facebook, on Twitter, and then on Instagram, so that you can be updated on the progress we are making on our app. Thank you. 
So that is quick space. Yes. It's supposed to help you find book venues, locate um, venues. Event and organizers that. and all, the, all of that. But the interesting thing is the spelling. Yes. Many people will get confused, but... I'm wondering why they would want so, to do that. So just what? to be sure. Q-W-I-Q space. It's one word. So Q-W-I-Q-S-P-A-C-E. E. Sorry. I, I left the one. I well, know. I I don't know what <laughs> went into the decision to go with that particular one, but hey, I'm guessing cool. they all they all, I'm sure they wanted has their to, own unique way of yes. selling, you know, their application. So yeah, mm. so I mean, please check it out. Q W I Q S P A C E. Yeah, is the name. Um, so please check it out. Let's know what you think about uh-huh. it. Um, if you have used it as well, you know, just message us zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six is our WhatsApp number. Um, Quick Space is our only um, app for this week, and mm. um, you can follow, f- follow Jeffrey on, on on Twitter and let him know if there are any mobile applications that you have that you want us to check out as well and feature on the show. But you can read Jeffrey on. Um, so on Twitter, it's OJ Sapon. If you're more of a Facebook person, look for Jeffrey Oroku Sapon. My Jeffrey is F F R E Y. Many people think it's E R Y, so it's fine. Just do J E F F R E Y, and you will find me. All right, so jumping straight into uh, our next segment. So this segment of the show um, usually comes with an announcement because it's a very, it's a, it's a relatively new segment of the show, and um, um, we we um, basically try to get a sense of what your challenges are, you know, with your devices or you know with uh, some of the technology that you you use on a daily basis so if you have a challenge just let us know what exactly it is and this is the announcement that usually comes before this segment has your computer developed a problem you don't understand is your phone refusing to respond is there a computer virus you're battling with are you having problems signing into your account share your tech problems with city trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them send us your problems via whatsapp number 054-998-6996 you can also send us a tweet using the hashtag city trends And Mr. Entry is in the studio to help us out with this particular one here. He is the one who basically curates all your issues and then he, you know, sources the people who are supposed to answer it. And um, it looks like this week we have um, a little yes. bit of an issue. Yeah, we, we have one question and it's from PJ. So PJ? PJ. Yeah, so he has an issue with his Infinix phone. Actually, his, his wife's Infinix phone. Okay. So uh, I think we'll hear the voice. Okay, so let's hear PJ's question then. Evening, I'm PJ. My wife uses Infinix, and her little daughter just soaked the phone into water. Um, my wife opened the phone and dried it for some time, and it's working. The problem is the camera is not working. What must we do? Thank you. Actually, that thing is so yeah. frustrating. But but I think he was lucky. At least it's working now. Just the camera. Yeah, so. just the camera. Yeah. Just a little. So we got to our expert, and then let's see. Our let's, 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 let's see. PJ, most of the components found in a mobile phone are in the form of modules. Some can be dried out when they come into contact with water. Others cannot. A module like a camera 
have so many tiny little components in them such that they cannot be dismantled and dried out. Your best bet is to take your phone to an Infinix service provider to sort it out for you. I hope this helps. All the best. Bye bye. So, I mean, yeah. I it's it's frustrating. Yeah, it's really so, especially when it has to do with something like the camera as well. Yeah. So uh, what I say is things like this probably you have to get you know you have a kid around right. you don't know when he's going to get a phone away. right so you probably have to get a cover that at least if when it's being soaked in water or <laughs> someone says you can at least save some parts yeah. yeah yeah i mean and and typically i think one of the best rules is to just put it in a place where they can't get access to it otherwise you'll be swimming after your phone all sure. the time so i mean um um listeners if if you know you are having issues like the one we just heard and you would want someone's um advice on what exactly to do or you want some understanding as to why your device or your gadget is going through whatever issue um just message us on our whatsapp number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six, or you can reach mr entry on social media yeah. on twitter oy entry so just message Mr. Entry on um, Twitter and let him know. And um, we will give you a call. So we have a conversation about what exactly um, the problem you're facing is. And of course, we can, we can figure out, um, you know, an answer for you. Yeah. I say, well, brilliant. All right. So we're going to jump straight into the final segment of the show. It is the trending segment. And um, our lady is here. HRH. HRH. Her is Royal here. Highness. She's here. Yes. Yes. Today we have given you the time you've been beating us for. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so Farida Shaibu joins us for the training segment of the show. Farida, but you're welcome. Philip, can I make um I don't know if I should say an appeal? Mr. Boko had checked my phone, the iPhone still. <laughs> I don't understand. It didn't work. <laughs> well, the number of can was come for my dead iPhone. Mm-hmm. Should come for it. I'm There's a bounty. Should I what, say what, what is the reward? There is a reward. What is the reward? <laughs> we want to know what the reward is before anybody comes for the phone. Let's fix it. Oh. Then you we'll see. Oh. <laughs> there is no incentive. Right, you're you're just not supposed incentive. to use an iPhone. Simple. Yeah. No, but it's for the first time that I saw that, you know, I just want to go the iPhone away and then this phone goes like, shut up. Like you're no. not supposed to use an <laughs> iPhone. So the one that you have now, there's seven. I'm back to Android. And there are no restrictions. That's what I love about Android. Okay. Have you had yeah, even a single no issue since you started? It's okay. What stories? What stories? Um, uh, um, you know, um, hit you this week with regards to technology space, though. Tech, 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 yes. tech. Yeah, there are quite some, uh, a number of stories, mm. but what I've been looking at is, you know, from Facebook. This mm. is. I just want to say. I think I was telling you earlier that I'm really not sure about Facebook these days. They seem mm. to be having a lot of issues Almost here and there week. they are always talking i don't know when or how we got here but it right. looks like they're always issuing statements they are always talking to people right. i don't know how facebook really got here and now they are also targeting something that has got to do with the deceased of course when you die people have to know that you're dead True. you know there are sometimes that you go to some people's pages or their timelines we don't even know whether the person is alive or not True. and the funny thing is their birthdays pop pop up yeah you see, yeah. and then you go with them baby. That quite a number of times. Yeah, actually. so they've actually announced that um, they are going to change uh, the handles of the profiles of those who have died, including they are using artificial intelligence, of course, the almighty AI. Right. 
So to help keep the profiles of the deceased people from showing up in places that might cause distress. Mm. So actually this came up when uh, Facebook's um, executive number two, that Cheryl, her husband, yeah, her husband died in 2015. And according to it, she, she didn't even know what to do with his page anymore because it kept popping up. So now they are going to um, create a separate section on profiles of the deceased that will be dedicated to tributes. So once you go there, I'm sure there are a few people who sometimes go on Facebook and go like, tell me it's not true. You know, yeah. like the person should just really get Like, I'm not sure whether you expect the person to come and respond. I know. It's dead, so annoying. Yeah, they will like, true. tell me it's not true. And then people will jump onto it and go like, okay, so he's there. So once you see that that tributes are over there in the section, mm. you click on different tabs. Users will be able to switch between the deceased person's preserved original timeline okay. and a second feed where others have left memory. So immediately Ooh. Facebook is prompted. Cool. That's okay. This person is no more. So right. let's sort of like... um take down page his, his, his page and then that's interesting yeah redesign it make really sure cool. it doesn't really pop up all of a sudden you know somebody is celebrating birthday. yeah from the grave yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah moving on i think there's something from um Boomplay, of course, when we are talking about uh, a music streaming app, mm. normally people know Spotify. Straight. Yes, straight. <laughs> These are Apple Music, yes. Deezer, and the like. Yeah. So um, th- there's one in Africa that, that's, of course, Boomplay, which is supposed to be Africa's largest music streaming app. Actually, I got onto it recently, and mm. I actually thought it was a Ghanaian-made product. Oh. Because... It was splashed with. <laughs> it's not. It was splashed with almost, almost, almost all the Ghanaian songs you can find. Wow. I hear the Chinese products, and according to Jeffrey, they're trying to target the Ghanaian space. I don't know. Doesn't well, mean that. Good job. Yes. They? Doesn't mean that our music industry is bigger than elsewhere well, in Africa. No, it's just about marketing it. I think that's what's the. Big and I think that's what they the are thing. doing. That's what people like Afton are doing, trying to push our music because you don't get all those other platforms. You don't see them. Um, songs being marketed as we feel they should be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think these ones are targeting that um, gap and mm-hmm. trying to take advantage and then push the Ghani music. Because if you're not going there. to promote good music, then you might as well promote it for you and make all the money that yeah, you man. to make off it. I mean, I you think, can't blame them really much for it. Yeah, I think it's cool. But of course, there, there will always be improvements since this started in 2015. Yeah. So sometimes when you go on there, what I realized is it takes quite a lot of time for a music to load. Right. Like, yeah, the, it doesn't really load as fast as, you know. Yeah. So actually, the news is that um, they've raised at $20 million dollars um you know in their operation so of yes obviously they are they are they are making it of course music <laughs> music is everywhere so uh, back to facebook yes. again there's this interesting story um i found and then they've apologized to a disability rights activist mm-hmm. after he was told that people might find his images of disabled people disturbing okay so let's say i have I have a I have a page dedicated to disabled people, and then Facebook shows a notification saying that you know what you might find these people disabled. Of course, they are which human is, which beings. Which is usually something that goes with you know gory images. Yeah, or, but they are not things like that. Yes, the argument is that they, they, why would you even they say a, that? They have a valid. They so, have a valid. Yeah. So what he actually did is to speak to a Facebook employee over the phone and find out why his page was no longer allowed to be shared mm. because that was what they did. They sort of like restricted the post from being shared, and then for for him he said he recorded a conversation so that it doesn't um, be as if people thought that maybe he was lying so 
So that was what they did. Facebook has apologized to him. I'm sure they used community policies to do that thing to him. Yeah. Uh, quite recently, I don't know. I don't know how Facebook actually, you know, go with sometimes when people do reports. You know, you'll be there and probably you make a post. Somebody doesn't mm-hmm. like it. One person just reports you and then the and post then is taken. No, I don't know. Yeah. Out of a million people who probably, you know, reacted to the post and just one person reports to Facebook and, and then your it. post is taken. I, I really, it's, it's so, 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 so annoying. And, and I think sometimes it also depends on because Facebook talks about how they have humans who are monitoring <laughs> some of these reports and things like mm-hmm. that and then doing all of that. I mean, I can imagine someone who is very, very tired after a very long day sees, you know, someone just randomly report something automatically. Because well, <laughs> it's, it's really a click away, really. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> and, and if the process is not that rigorous, whereby you have multiple people who are mm. cross-checking on a daily basis, because you read a lot of reports about these people who presumably are responsible for looking Mm -hmm. at some of these posts these reports that people make and you hear the reports about some of the things the conditions that they work under and the depression that they go through and all of that like i can understand why some of these things Mm -hmm. just slip through the cracks as well i have an interesting experience so uh, i think a couple of years back i was trying to get a facebook page for my um blog make widgets dot com mm. and then somebody had that but it wasn't uh, dot com i think it was a wordpress sort of right. so i i i did the naming and then i had a message that you know you can't use this name i said well <laughs> no one has the dot com this right. person had had it and it was so dormant for a long time mm. so i actually had to explain and reply back mm. the next moment they had approved the post mm-hmm. i don't know if somebody else did it but I wrote them. I gave them reasons why. why I told them, well, I think you even need to have a policy that people create Facebook pages sometimes for the fun of it. Right. And then they don't they use it, it in 20, 10 years. Yeah. So why would you deprive me of getting I'll a get new page when even though it's not the same, it's quite similar. Yeah. So, yes. So it was approved anyway. And then I have it on Facebook. Mm. So I think Jeffrey has another. Um, yes. Um, so Snapchat has decided to start fighting instagram you know instagram has taken over and everything so they are bringing some new features Hmm. now listen to this they are new ar features solving math problems by pointing the snap camera to a math problem oh come (laughs) on you haven't met a math teacher in ghana before what so, you so what are they trying to say? We should take our phones to watch this so, yeah, and then take a picture. Yeah, yeah, take a picture yeah, yeah. Do it and then it will solve yeah, it will come. No, but it's dangerous. The world is really getting no, I mean, very... No, even that's quite dangerous. <laughs> like, what point does... Like, I don't understand. Okay, under which circumstance are you going to point your camera to a math question? And then, like, te- you have an assignment give at me home. One, give me one example. You have an assignment at home. You yeah, can't instead solve of, it. you know, going around, mommy, help me. Daddy. Yeah, yes, just uh, take your phone. Go to snap. Pa, 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 pa. Then it will solve it for you. I hope it will show working. <laughs> so there's more. Yeah, if you can show working, then it will be meaningful. It will just give the answer. Yeah. There's more. There's AI effects for monuments, pets, and people. There's an integration with Amazon, so you can shop mm. when you see something. And then it's also integrating with Shazam for you to identify songs on mm. Snap. So I can that makes sense. Shazam. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. You know what happened last, I think last week? Sense. You know there's this song that has been playing on Traffic Avenue, My Sheriff. So Nathan picked his phone and went to Shazam. <laughs> 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 <That's available. laughs> Wait, but that's not... No, I told you. you find it online. Yes. <laughs> I told him that you won't find it. He said, no, it's not available. So, um, there's one more story. 
Okay. There's a new Android coming out, Android right. Q. Right. Now, the beta 2 is being released. Mm. Now, in the beta 1, there was a feature. You know, if, so, um, so for those of you who probably this is the operating system. Yes. You know, so Android. Mm. Currently so, it's Pi, right? Or is it Pi? I th- yeah, um, I think Oreo. It's Oreo. Yes, it's Oreo. It's Oreo. Good. So, the anyway. So in the Android Q, right. yes, you see the messenger feature where you receive a new message and then the bubble comes on the screen right. and you select. Yeah. So they are trying to introduce that into the new Android. Mm. So in the beta one, it was just a test. Right. Now in the beta two, it's more of a thing that you can have for almost every app. Mm. So they released that feature for all the app makers to um, include in their setup so whatever you do say you're on facebook you receive a message on uh whatsapp you don't have to open the whatsapp to be able to respond to the message the bubble will just pop up you respond and then you close it again and then just go back to what you were doing it's a feature that is already on ios but anyway whichever yeah whatever that's what you're talking about anyway so (laughs) one quick question before we wrap up samsung's galaxy s10 does not seem to be enjoying a lot of good press these days Mm -hmm. um i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. been received very widely but apparently Mm -hmm. someone um the fingerprint sensor can be fooled by a 3d printed fingerprint um and apparently it took just 15 uh, 13 minutes to print um, up the the very fake one and that's it someone Lord. basically unlocked it oh, um Lord. that is how unfortunate it is first there was the camera um the face unlock bits um with a 2d thing and now it's the 3d printer someone 3d printing a you know fingerprint oh, and basically unlocking the device okay I'm going i mean they keep, they keep coming in we we hope that you know they'll find a solution or there'll be an update soon so we mm. can i hear they have a new update people don't seem to really like it i don't know if yeah, Anshali um, came to you she was, an, she was on my next day i think that you've updated it please i mean i actually really like i told her you've updated i really like android one like it's really really nice yeah as like a, a, a platform to use it's, it's cool it's, it's really cool i don't know why Anshali doesn't i'm protecting you please Anshali says don't say she <laughs> says she wants to reverse. <laughs> I told you, you see, I just laughed at her. Afterwards, I said, I go to Philip. I just want her to come to you. So that she, <laughs> she should rewind the phone. I always tell them, listen to City Train. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's very that thing you cannot go back. You can't go back. When it started, you can't, it's updates. you can't go back if you try to do a custom install and things like that. But it's a long But process. what happens is sometimes, it, unless you ask other people, you don't know what the update is in store for you. Right. Most people don't even read. No, don't even read no, but the paper yeah. that comes to the yeah. Do you think we should say it and then tell people that they can't do it? Because no, you know, I think it would be best fair. if we don't even do it. Don't do it. Just install the update or don't install the update. Choose one. <laughs> and, and, and what and we ask you about. Just live with it. <laughs> so anyway. you can find me on at Farida Shaibu on Twitter. Absolutely. And uh, no, my name is Philip Sean. It's a pleasure coming your way on the show. A big thank you to our sponsors, of course, who make the show possible. And um, to my guests on the show today, um, Gameli Ajaho, he's just phenomenal. And to our sponsors, Haptel, helping you collect payments easily. And of course, NIIT, bringing people and computers together successfully. The show will be available as a podcast tomorrow, so make sure you look out for it on social media so you can take another listen. Till next week, stay techy.